0: Good afternoon, everyone. It's currently 2 p.m. I am in New York watching the rain, having a juice from Juice Generation. This is Anna C. Pena, and welcome to the first episode of 26.2 Podcasts. This has been something I've been wanting to do for a while, but every time I record it, I kind of listen back, and I just cringe, and I delete it, and finally I'm forcing myself to put it out there. And the reason why is because almost three years ago, I'm 20 now, I was 17 at the time. Almost three years ago, I was told that I was morbidly obese. I weighed about 100 pounds more, and since then I've changed my life, and I'm still working to get better, and I'm happy to say that I'm currently training for my first marathon, which is an insane thought. But everyone always comes up to me and says, how did you do it? How did you lose weight? You know, was it something that had to do with your mindset? foods you were eating with your environment is there a plan you followed a structure what was it like and so I finally thought I would share it because I think one word answer even a couple sentences doesn't tell the whole story and I think being overweight or having health issues is something that a lot of people struggle with especially in the United States and I just want to get my story out there so I hope you guys enjoy it I'm gonna be posting episodes frequently I think I'm gonna do twice a week So stay tuned for that, and let's get into it. I kind of want to talk with my first episode with how I even started running. Like I said, I'm training for my first marathon, which is something I would have never thought. And I've always been someone who's overweight, even as a kid. Um, I was always picked on in school. I was always the heaviest kid. I've always had weight problems. Um, I loved all the sweets growing up. I loved just good food I ate constantly sometimes lunches I would have two lunches at school which looking back was probably a bad idea but I was always overweight I was never picked first in gym class I think by the time I was 11 I was shopping in the adult section because just normal clothes didn't fit me anymore and it was really hard my parents tried everything and I I think you know, as parents, you want the best for your kid, and they tried, you know, everything from locking the pantry up to uh, sending me to fat camp for three summers in Pennsylvania, to nutritionist, therapist, and although I would see results, usually what would happen, and what did happen is I would just gain back the weight and more, and everything felt really temporary to me, temporary, temporary, temporary mean it got so bad that, like I said, by the time I was 17, I was morbidly obese. And to hear that word, morbidly obese, you know, you always know you're overweight, but you never think you're that bad. And to put it in perspective, at that point, I was 17, I'm 5'2", female, and I weighed 255 to 260 pounds, which is insane. I look back at photos and I'm like, how did I even let it get that bad? Um, and I think at the time, like I said, you just don't notice, like, you know, you're bad, but not that bad. And it really, really scared me. And I'd always been athletic and I never was someone that really drank a lot of soda or stuff like that. But I did, I did eat a lot, large portions, large quantities. And for me, it kind of just became habitual. You know, sometimes I found myself eating, not even be hungry. I was just eating to eat. And when I was sad, I would would go get a milkshake or eat my favorite food. And when I was happy, I was eating as well. So it was just kind of habitual. And I think even though I was athletic and always played sports, I just never developed good eating habits. Even when I was a kid, I think it just became so normal. And like I said, a habit that it was really, really, really hard to break. You know, you eat a certain way for 17 years and that's gonna be a hard habit to break and I still have a tough time with it even now that I've lost weight and changed a lot of those habits, you know, it still creeps back in. And so what happened after hearing that from the doctor is that I told myself, I gotta make a change because here's the doctor and he's sitting there and he says, you really have only three options. You make a change yourself which is going to be hard because for 17 years, you, you've not been able to do it. You get lap band surgery, which is an option which I, I did not want at all. And the other option is that you don't change anything. You keep going down this path. And you're probably going to have diabetes in a couple years. You're probably going to end up, you know, dead by the time you're 50 or 60 from a heart attack. And that's really scary to hear when you're 17. So I said, you know what, maybe maybe it's true. Maybe I haven't tried hard enough, and maybe there, there's got to be something I can do, you know? And it was hard. I think it's really upsetting, especially when you're a kid and you, you try to lose weight and you try to be happy, and you can't. And it sucks being that outcast. It sucks being the kid that's overweight uh, that everyone picks on to be self-conscious from such a young age, to not be able to wear you know, swimsuit at the pool with your friends when you're a kid because you're self-conscious or to go out for a run or, you know, to to even have that in your back of mind. It's really tiring and exhausting, you know, and I said, give it one more go. You know, I know it's going to be hard, but just you got to try again. And I had a coach at the time because I played golf, and he said, well, Anna, everything big starts small. I know you can't run or... Really, you know, move for long periods of time. Obviously, you know, anyone who weighs that much is going to struggle. But try to start small. Just go on a walk today for 30 minutes, and do it tomorrow and the day after. And just just go for a walk. You don't have to run. You don't have to jog. You don't have to be there for hours. You don't even have to sweat. Just go for a run. Uh, for a walk, a walk, and obviously. It was really difficult to me to even be at that point because at that point I couldn't even run a quarter of a lap around a track. So really walking was my only option. I started to go on walks in the afternoons for half an hour every day. I tried to look after my diet a little bit better. And really the walking became habitual very quickly. It became a way for me to have alone time. I would just put my airpods in. And listen to music I would think um, and I, I was an anxious kid too you know I was coming up on senior year of high school applying to colleges so let me to release stress and anxiety and be by myself and eventually those half an hour walks turned into hourly walks and eventually those turned into an hour and a half of walking or even two hours of walking when I was really stressed and anxious I think one day I walked for for like four hours And it just got built into my routine, and it felt good. And I started, obviously, you know, cutting back certain foods and cutting back portion sizes. But, you know, having that habit of every day going on a walk, I just knew even if I had messed up my diet that day, just having that in me made me feel good. And as my weight started to go down from just having a healthier diet that I'm going to talk about later on, some of the changes I made in another episode, but right now I'm just focusing on, on running. Um, I felt better and better and better. And eventually, you know, I started to jog a little bit here and there. And I said, you know what? I really want to run a mile. You know, I I haven't been able to really run a mile since I was maybe like 12. I did it one time in gym class. And I was like, I I really want to run a mile. And the first day it was horrible. I think I was able to jog for like three minutes straight, and that was it, and then my feet started hurting, my legs started hurting, and I had to walk the rest of the way, and I just kept pushing, I was like, you know what, it's, it's got to get better, and it was hard, you know, um, especially when everyone around you does it so easily, but I just kept trying, and eventually got to a point where I'd I'd walk a little bit, I'd jog a little bit, I'd walk a little bit, I'd jog a little bit, and it, it wasn't quick. I mean, I really think, like I said, I started walking when I was 17, going on those walks. I didn't really run my first mile until I was 19. So two years. Wow, that's crazy. i would never done that math. That's two years. Um... So it was a long road, but I just stuck with it and with anxiety and with stress and these issues, you know, you go through these ups and downs. It was nice to have that outlet um, and to feel good about yourself was one thing, you know, you really just need to get out of bed and go walk. and I know that sounds easier than it is sometimes, you know, for me, that was an accomplishment and made me feel good. So I got my first mile done, and it was it was so high, I don't remember how high it was time-wise, but I wanted to bring it down. So I really just focused on the mile for a while. For a while, I was like, let's just do the mile. Let's just get the mile done. Like, let's just get the mile. And eventually, one day, I remember feeling really stressed, and I ran my mile, and I was running it, and I was like, wow, like, I feel okay. What if I do 1.25, and then 1.5? And then you get to 2, and you're like, I could do a 5k, maybe. It was painful, but I was like, maybe I can do this. And I ended up running three miles that day. And I, it was insane to me, because I think I'd put the limitation on myself for so long of like just getting one mile down. That to run that, you know, three miles, it was like, wow, like I'm, I'm capable than more than just a mile. Like I, I, I've put these limits on me, but I really can keep going. And for a while, I focused on three miles, three miles, three miles. Until so finally, I get to uh, start midway through kind of a, my sophomore year of college. Um, before I turned 20, still kind of almost there. And um, I was like, I want to run. I want to train for something. I, I got I to gotta get something. I was feeling really depressed and anxious at the time. And I was like, I I need an outlet. I need something to train for, something to look forward. I know I can do it. I go, what's the craziest thing I could do that everyone says that I probably couldn't do? Something that, that me in that doctor's office when I was 17, being told that you know I'm probably gonna die from a heart attack at 50, what could be something that I would do that that me would not even dream about me doing? I said, I'm gonna run a marathon. I'm gonna run a marathon. And everyone I talked to in my life said, "You're crazy. You're gonna die. What are you saying?" You know, like the people who are very, very fit in my life were like, "Not even I would do that." But I knew there was something in me that, that had to do it. You know, I just like was why not? I wouldn't be satisfied with a half. You know, a half is really hard too. But I knew if I if I did the half, you know, I'd want to do the full. And I started training for the New York Marathon, that sadly l- later got canceled for COVID um, reasons. But I started training and running more and more, and it got to a point where I was, I I was able to run. Um, my longest run in training was 12 miles, but I was running my short miles, short runs were three miles, and I was usually running like four to six miles when I would run and then plus my long runs on the weekends and weight training. And it's just crazy to me. And and right now, you know, because of COVID, everything stopped and I took a step back um, to fix some issues with my form and my body. And now I'm training again for hopefully a marathon that will occur in the fall. But it's crazy to me, you know, like I always think back and I say, what can I do for that kid that got bullied in middle school for being overweight? you know, that would make that kid proud, make that kid say, wow, like you're capable of so much more. And it's really emotional for me because, you know, you go to a place where you put limitations. And I think people sometimes, unless you live through it, they don't get what it means to be overweight and what to have that struggle every day, that, that unhealthy relationship with food and, and to, to have that struggle because it's a constant struggle. You know, you can't just walk away from food You can't just walk away from your body, and you have to look at it every day. And I always tell people, you know, those words come back. Everything big starts small. It's not about, you know, it's not going to be about the marathon when I run the marathon. It's really not. It's not going to be about that one day. It's going to be about that day when I decided to go on that first walk when I was 17. It's going to be about the day that I ran my first mile, even though the time was so slow. It's going to be about that time I ran my first 5K and the time that I ran my first nine miles and my first half in training. It's going to be about those days. So when you feel tired and you feel exhausted and you feel like you've given everything and you should give up and, oh man, today wasn't my day and today I ran slower or I I can't even run just know that if you keep going if you keep pushing persisting it will get easier and you're going to be able to do things you didn't think you could do and that's kind of what i want to share with people because i think a lot of people ask me about losing weight and and running how did you even get into running how do you go from from being morbidly obese and not being able to run to be training for a marathon and i say you know what You just start, and you just go for walks, or you go for a jog, whatever you can do, and you just, you gotta, you gotta keep pushing for you, and people are gonna think you're crazy, people are gonna say you you can't do it, there's no point, but you gotta keep doing it, and I think it's not just an answer that comes easily, you know, because it's not easy, it's not, oh, you just go out for a run and eat healthier, I mean, that's kind of like the sum of it, but it's not the whole story. So my next episode will come be coming out in three days. And I want to thank you all for joining me for the first episode of 26.2. And I hope to see you all soon.